we believe that the that the client has the answer inside of them and we keep on asking them questions until they discover it i would go home not being able to sleep because i'm like my client needed this and oh, yeah. the i could ask a hundred questions they just weren't getting it but if i told them about the intuitive thing that i've seen or that i've sensed or that i'm hearing could that possibly break past that barrier that they've got there that they just can't seem to get past so i started right. to incorporate who i am as a person being highly intuitive and bringing that into the coaching model welcome to coaches and mentors and wrapped the show that brings you remarkable insights and practical steps to help you in becoming the best version of yourself we're your hosts ros and mike we both didn't have it easy growing up through our story we've made it our life mission to ensure every young individual will have the opportunity that we didn't have this would be achieved through offering you unrivaled access to mentors and coaches and the opportunity to help you uncover how they impact our lives our vision is to have a world whereby we can all help shape each other's lives through shared experiences and carefully applied tools and systems that has been tried and trusted i can't believe it's episode 10 already can you no i cannot believe it it's been it's flown wow we, we just thank god for you know how far how far this podcast has brought us and we thank all our listeners we thank everybody who's contributed and we just pray that you know this this goes and you know reaches the masses and we touch you know people's lives now today we have a special person amongst us and she's talking about how to find the greatness in you how do you define greatness babe greatness well i'm great aren't i <laughs> that's what starters um but not only that no it's just about tapping into you know what you're good at and implementing it and utilizing it what about yourself well let's find out i'll let shirlene answer it for us yeah actually let's give it a go come on all right listeners off we go into shirlene wilson stay tuned on coaches and mentors on rats good evening shirlene welcome to coaches and mentors on rats hi shirlene Hello, hello, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Now, thank you for, for coming on the show and thank you for the time that you've devoted to be able to kind of share your insights uh, on the podcast. So for, you know, for our audience and for our listeners that do not know Shirlene, as I said, as per our standard procedure, I'm going to read out Shirlene's bio and we'll launch into some questions. And today's topic is entitled how to uncover or how to find the greatness within you. Now, Sherlyn Wilson is an emotional wholeness coach, personality specialist, authenticity advocate and author. With a vision to ignite transformation in people, she works with leaders, celebrities and organizations across the globe, coaching them one-to-one and also within a group workshops. She believes boxes were created for things, not people. And her why is to guide people to grow in authenticity raise self-awareness, enhance interpersonal skills, maximize performance, and teach how to leverage personalities in their industry and teams. As an author and international speaker, her engagements are spanned across the United States, South Africa, Canada, the Caribbean, United Kingdom, Africa, and Asia. If you want to be able to see all her work, you can visit her website, www.sherlynwilson.co, which is www.chelenewilson.co. 
and her Instagram is at Sherlyn Wilson. So thank you once again and welcome to Coaches and Mentors on Rats. Welcome, welcome. But um, I like I like what you're saying about, I like what Sherlyn mentioned about, you know, boxes are for things and not for mm, people straight up. Um, but Sherlyn, I did some digging myself. <laughs> and uh, you're ready? You're ready, you're ready, ready? I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> so um, I found out that Sherlyn's a pescatarian. Which I love. I love fish, you know. I love a fish too. Um, yeah. And I thought you, you love to travel, um, and you've done a bit of acting from time to time. And she's featured on a commercial with X Factor. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, that was so exciting. I'm not this. Wow, wow, wow. X Factor for me because from from a very young age, I've always yeah. wanted to do commercials. Mm. But because of my personal insecurities, I never ever thought that I would be selected. Right. So it wasn't until I I got some emotional healing in one area that I was able to take a whole like a catalogue of photographs to an agency and sign up to one, and that began right. the journey for me of wow. putting myself out there. So I mean, years later, years after that, you know, I've lived in America, I've come back, and then you know now signed up to a particular agency. They yeah. um, they had this audition that came up. And it came up for, um, and sometimes what they do is they codename it, so you wouldn't necessarily know that it's for this. So um, went and did the audition, and at that time I had very short, probably like level two, level three, platinum blonde hair, and right. apparently I fit into their, you know, into what they were looking for, and um, I became one of Mel B's troops um, for oh. this particular commercial. So I got to meet oh, her, wow. Simon Cowell, and Louis, um, you know. Yeah, so it was really, really good. But the latest thing that I've done was the last Spider-Man movie. Um, um, yeah. That. yeah, that was fun. Exciting times. Okay. I know. That's a, that's a hidden times. talent uh, you've got right there. Um, I think we, the emotional side that you just talked about, yes. we would love to bring it back on. I mean, we're doing this, we're going to be doing this series um, called Pies, which is physical, intellectual, and emotional. Uh, it was going to be a series across maybe you know 30 episodes or so mm-hmm. and we would love to be able to you know time permitting get you back and talk about the emotional side but today oh, it's all about the greatness right so yeah I will start with a question in and I want to I want to understand how you got into coaching if you can kind of just you know, let us into your world of coaching and then we'll start from there yeah you know to be honest I you know people say to me how long have you been coaching and I'm like for as long as I can remember, this is before becoming certified. I remember the, the the earliest memory that I have is being 19 years old with a friend of mine up at Alexandra Palace in North London. And it was nighttime and we were looking at, at the view of the city of London. And I remember asking him, if money was not an issue for you, what would you want to accomplish with your life? Not knowing that that's just such a popular coaching question, you know, because I had no exposure to any of that, you know, like I, you know, and you'll get into it another time. But, you know, I've come from like hood life, like street, you know. So yeah. so that's a part of my history where sex, drugs, alcohol and crime was my thing. And here I am at 19, not many years removed from that type of lifestyle. And I'm asking this question. Fast forward right. to 27, around 27 years old. I'm at ministry school and I'm learning about coaching, but not 
as a word of not not as it being coaching but i was being coached like people would ask me questions yeah. so what's your goals and things like that right. so i didn't even know it was a thing to be honest um always had an interest in psychology went to uni to do psychology and criminology so i've always had an interest in how people think and how people can be helped and so that was always an interest for me so i i did um school in california for five years i came back here and uh, and I was saying to my friend, like, I don't know, because I came back to the UK unexpectedly because my intention was to live in LA. Um, right, right. A family matter. I ended up coming back here. And I was saying to my friend, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know what to do. And she sent me an email. And her email literally, I still have it. It says, yo, check this out. And it was a link to the coaching academy in London. Right, wow. And... Um, I went to this two, free two-day course and I was like, are these people real? These people think like me. These people speak like me. <laughs> There's actually, you know, this is a thing. Like, oh my. And I mean, I absolutely freaked out because I didn't yeah. know it was a thing. It was something that just came so naturally to me. And I think that's a key point um, when we speak about greatness is yeah. it was a thing that came natural to me. So by day two, they're telling some extortionate prices. I said, hmm, this one's a problem. <laughs> and um, I, I just said, no, 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 no. But you guys need to have me. And they had a um, scholarship program. And, um, yeah, I said, well, they said, you know, write a few lines here if you feel like you're, you know, you'd like to apply for a scholarship. I wrote them an A4 sheet of paper and told them why they need to take me. And <laughs> Come on. You know, I'm not taking no for an answer, so you're going to have to figure it out real quick. And um, from from 5K, they gave it to me for about, I think it was like 1,000, 100. So they knocked off a, a, a quite a bit. So from there, you know, my heart was very much connected and I just really felt like I needed to have some type of certificate that said that I had actually gone through all of the core competencies and, you know, that I'm, I'm taking this thing serious because it's people's lives, you know. And, um, sure. yeah, just from that perspective, I just, I got into coaching and I've I've loved it. That's, you know, I qualified in 2004 and I've been doing my thing from then. Wow, that's a long time back, isn't it? Wow, that's a long time back. Now that that's 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 such an inspirational story right there. I, I love that the way you because sometimes you get these emails from friends or from other people and we don't take notice of it. I was just about but to say that. Yeah, yeah, it's just being proactive, right? You looked out for what people don't see, right. and you clicked on it, and look where it ended, it ended up. And yeah, this is what you're doing, you know, as, as a career. This is amazing. Yeah, I, I also want to sorry. Can I just make a correction? It was 2014. Not 2014. Oh, 2014. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, 2014. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Thanks for that clarity. You. Uh, can I also ask? I mean, you you mentioned I read somewhere that you obviously you are a certified intuitive success coach. Yes. You are a personality specialist, and you coach in an unconventional way. Yes. Could you kind of enlighten us on on your unconventional way of coaching? So typically, when it comes to coaching, there is the there's like a formula. You know, for the, with the school that I went to to learn about coaching, we use a model called GROW, which is G is for, for your goals and then the reality is the R and then your options and then what will you do. So it's kind of a very set um, structure. And while I was learning about coaching, I was so frustrated because I'm just like, no, there has to be more to it than this. 
But because of the way that we're being trained, we had to stay within that formula, which was fine. As time went on, I was realizing that in my coaching, I would typically lean into the intuitive aspect of who I am. And I I was seeing results coming from that. So whereas conventional coaching is, we believe that the, that the client has the answer inside of them and we keep on asking them questions until they discover it, I would go home not being able to sleep because I'm like, my client needed this. And oh, yeah. the, the, I could ask a hundred questions, they just weren't getting it. But if I told them about the intuitive thing that I've seen or that I've sensed or that I'm hearing, could that possibly break past that barrier that they've got there that they just can't seem to get past? So I started to incorporate who I am as a person, being highly intuitive and bringing that into the coaching model. Not just that, as a personality specialist, bringing that aspect into the coaching model as well and making them aware of their personality type, type, whether that's through testing or just instinctively I would know based on the things that they've said or the experiences that they'd shared. So for me, I classify myself as being a blended coach because I use lots of different disciplines. So, you know, rather than just sticking to the one aspect of it, I may bring in mentoring. Because if I've gone, if I'm speaking with somebody who is in this current stage going through something that I went through and I know there's a shortcut that can actually help them get to healing quicker, I'm going to let them know. Yeah. It's up to them if they want to use it or not. But I, I cannot, as a coach, that saying because for me, it's not. I'm not here for the money. I'm here for impact. I'm here for transformation. And the people that come to me come to me because they're serious about evolution in themselves. So I, for me, I just cannot hold back. So there's a blending of counselling sometimes, coaching. Um, I'm coaching, yes, and also mentoring. But then there's the the the, the very strong drive of the intuitive aspect too. No, absolutely, absolutely love that, and I don't think we're well, gonna. I, I can't. I don't have any 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 stats to back back me up, but um, not many coaches tap into that intuitive side mm. um, to kind of have a blend. Yeah, when it comes right. to coaching, and I absolutely love that. Mm. So thank you. I guess let we'll maybe come on to that later. Yeah, um, that was but, some good stuff. Yeah, it's like thank you. Yeah. For that. And I also love the fact that you are emotionally invested in your mentees or your coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Go yeah. home and you're like, hold on, I, my questions aren't working. How else can I, you know, help them? Again, sure. I, I absolutely love that. Sure. Um, another question I wanted to to ask is, obviously, today's topic is all around how do you find or how do you uncover your greatness within you? Mm. Can you, again, let us into your world of what does, how do you define greatness? And I guess, you know, what does it even mean if somebody's listening and thinking, I've heard greatness, I've heard the, the word being banned about, but what does it actually mean? Yeah. You know, I think this one's a really interesting question because when I saw the question, I said, hmm, this question is, oh, it's a bit hard. You know, and I was just like, all right, let me go to the dictionary. Let me see what the dictionary is. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh, like how, how do you define that really? And, you know, there's the, oftentimes with my clients, I ask them to define a word for themselves. Because, like, for example you know, success is probably the most common one for some, especially for my, my parents' generation, success for them was very much them coming from Jamaica, 
um, being here, getting a house, having a family and holding down a job for 30 years. Now, yeah. me, I'm not disrespecting that. It's what kept a roof over my head and clothes on my back. Yeah. You know, God bless my dad and God bless my mom. For me, that is absolute torture in my mind. <laughs> it's, it's torture for me because success yeah. to me looks like me being able to put my office in my handbag. And, that's, and this is one of the main reasons um, that I got into and have stuck to what it is that I'm doing is I can have my office in my handbag if I want to. If I want to book a flight to another country for three months, I, as long as there's Wi-Fi, we are good to go. So for me, success looked very different. In terms of greatness, as I've sat down and I've thought about this question, I think personally that greatness is doing the best that you can do with what you've got. Right. Like for me, I feel like I'm operating in my greatness because there's things that I just don't know about me yet, but I can't punish myself for not knowing those things. So what do I know about myself? And how am I using those things? So as long as I know that I'm doing the very best with what I have, for me, that's what greatness looks like. Yes. So it's kind of maximizing, uh, in some ways, maximizing, you know, your potential with, with the resources that you have. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Excellent. What, what processes and tools do you use to uncover and harness the greatness in someone? In, in, the co- in the coaching capacity, I have a tool which is called VM360, which is one of my absolute favorite tools. And the reason why is because there's like 25 boxes that clients fill in. And what this really does is it helps me to have a wider view of what it is that's going on with them from the past and the present. And then we look at that and we look at how that can mold the future. But in there, you see these threads of like, oh, my gosh, it really does uncover a lot. So, for example, we might be looking at, you know, like what is, and I'm I'm a very spiritual person, you know, like what is your spiritual DNA? You know, I can probably ask you, like, have you ever asked yourself, what's your spiritual DNA? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like what is your family DNA? You know, some families are known for generosity. Some families are known for um, you know, um, helping charities or being philanthropists or, um, you know, teaching philanthropy. Some people may be their musical. Like there's one family that I know, every single one of their seven children can play more than one instrument. And that's a family DNA. So as we begin yeah. to uncover these things, we start to peel back. So we're not talking about the everyday life stuff. It's the things that we've experienced in the past and understanding those, like being able to step back and say like, wow, the childhood dream that I had of being a, I don't know, an artist, that was a childhood dream. But because life got in the way, I've not really gone back to that. But I can see through family DNA, through spiritual DNA, I can see these all different giftings and abilities. I can see that this is where it's driving to. So even though 15, 20, 25 years has come in between, this childhood dream is still trying to get out. Mm. And that could be the thing that looks like greatness to that person. So this tool for me is one of the main ways that I'm able to help people retrieve um, things that's gone on in their lives and how they can actually mold that to move into doing better things in the future. Awesome. 
Um, and how does so? Okay, so you've, you've you've discussed someone that you know may have come from a musical um, household and they've cultivated that 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 greatness. But how does one that doesn't understand what the VM correct me if I'm wrong is it VM six VM six three sixty three six three sixty? How does someone that doesn't understand what VM three sixty identify the greatness within that within themselves? You know, I think one of the key questions that we can ask ourselves is what is the one thing or what are the things that when I do them, I do them greatly? Yeah. You know, like for me, like I, at a very young age, you know, I won't go into the scenario right now. Maybe that'll be for the emotional um, wholeness um, podcast. But at, yep. a very young tuned, age, <laughs> yep. at a very young age, my, my voice was taken away from me. So for many, 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 many years, I've, I've actually lived more years believing that my, my voice has no value than knowing that it does have value. So, of course, there's going to be a secondary consequence to that where I may not speak up when I need to speak up or I may feel like I need to shut down. There's lots of different circumstances that will come as a secondary consequence of trauma. So the way that I learned how to communicate was through writing. And then what began to happen is as I started to gain confidence in my voice, it turned into, when I got exposed to it, spoken word. And I can right. tell you this, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I stood on any platform, and I have done in multiple countries, and I've recited spoken word, I know that power comes, transformation comes. People come up to me crying. And I'm like, wow. are you feeling all right, love? You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, what's, what's wrong well, with they're you? All right. you know, they're good. What's going on? You know, but I didn't realize, and it took me some time to realize that I'm actually empowered for this so it goes back to the going back to the question what are the things that when you do it people's like you know what that's really amazing that like every time you do that or when you do that where is the place that you get the most compliments for things that you do for some people it might be an intelligence of they're just really good with numbers me ah, please don't talk to me about numbers unless it's messing about with my coins when it comes to maths and all them cutting <laughs> If you're messing with my coins, like I know, but you know, like aside from that, numbers is not my thing. But give me English. Oh, yeah. I can write. I can write. You know, so it's about beginning to take the time to sit down and be reflective, and say, okay, what are the things that when I do them, I do them greatly. I love that. I mean, I, I've I've worked with young people for about ten years, and mm -hmm. um, I've worked from people from um, majority of disadvantaged backgrounds and one thing that you know when I identify from with a young person is they don't know what they want to do or they don't understand their their hidden gifts mm. um and it's, it's it's great to hear what you touched upon and you know what are you good at you know what is it that I if I ask you to do something is would it be spoken word would it be rap would it be football you know what what makes you you what makes you stand out um so yeah thank you for sharing that thank you that that, that was that was good Another thing that came to mind, yeah. sorry, sorry, this just, just came to me, is like yeah. another question that you can ask yourself is, what are the things that I do that when I do them, I feel most alive? Like when right. I'm on a stage and I'm there, like I might be nervous going up there, but I'm telling you when I'm on there, it's a wrap. And I feel so alive. I come off that stage feeling like I did, I accomplished something. And it's because the purpose in me has been ignited in the same way, like when I'm doing coaching, I mean, I could be having, you know, a, a mediocre day. I promise you, 
have me in front of a client and I'm seeing the growth that's happening, I come alive in that straight away because it's about purpose. The thing that I will have people note, and I would really love you to write this down. I know you're listening, you might be driving, but you're going to have to come back to the podcast and write this down. And it's your gifting is your abilities. So your whatever your abilities are, that's what you're gifted to do. Right. And when it comes to your purpose, your purpose is your identity, right? It's about looking at, wow, okay. So when it comes to me doing this, this is, a, this is who I am. This is about purpose. It's about accomplishing something. It's about recognizing that I have been created to do amazing things and specifically this thing, and it could be multiple different things. But it's, and, and one of the things that I can say being, you know, the age that I'm at now is younger. We were always kind of indoctrinated in school that you need to focus on one thing. Just yeah. be a doctor, just be uh, an engineer, just be just that one thing. But in this day and age, with the evolution of the internet and just how life is, we can be hybrid people. So I want to say to you, have permission to be multiple things. No, th- th- this is this is some deep stuff. You know, talking about you know your gifting and your purpose again. That's probably for another podcast because I know that 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 can go deeper than what you've just shared with us. Mm-hmm. But again, anybody that wants to, I guess, tap into some of the insights which Shirley has just shared with us, uh, feel free to you know. And this is not this is a sh- you know it's a shameless plug here. Um, her book is entitled 21 Insights for Authentic Living. And it's available on Amazon, and I'm sure all other kind of leading um, bookstores as well. Um, again, just drawing back to Rosalind's question, you know, if I'm looking at from the corporate field or from the corporate world, I find there's not that many authentic people out there because some, somehow you get conformed to doing things in ways which you've been told to do, right? So you're mm-hmm. not kind of your authentic self. Right. What advice would you give to somebody in the corporate field who, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, the, the power of stories, right? You have to, mm-hmm. what is your story? And your story, because, you know, if you're in sales or if you're in you know, investment banking, whatever field you're in, people buy you for you. They trust you for you, for who you are. So how can people tap into that, their authentic self, I guess, in, in the corporate field? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And I think it's 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 kind of a nerve-wracking question for for some people when they think about or a, a nerve-wracking way of being, thinking about being authentic in the working environment. Yeah. Because yeah. it's almost like, no, but we need to conform to this structure that we've stepped into. And I often say it like this, that if we edit who we are, it's highly probable that we will not fulfill our purpose and destiny to its fullness. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because for me, I could be a very outgoing person and, you know, I can walk into a room and speak to multiple people. Now, if I edit that part thinking, oh, I can't be like that, there might be somebody who I'm supposed to speak to that opens the next part of the door to my destiny being fulfilled. So when it comes to authenticity, we first have to look at our insecurities and be honest. And we also need to look at the darkness. Chapter one of that book speaks about looking at your darkness. And for many people, we try to run away from the things that's happened to us in our childhood or our adulthood in terms of trauma. And we think that we can compartmentalize 
um, and the trauma from our performance at work when it doesn't really work like that. So the first thing I would always do is encourage people to get emotionally whole or at least be working on that. But in terms of authenticity, it's about making a decision, a choice to show up as you are every single day without the fear of being judged from other people. So again, it's about us giving ourselves permission to be. Wow. Let's go, Paul. Well summarized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Some deep stuff we've spoken yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Some real deep stuff. Yeah. I hope you guys taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, when it comes to authenticity, having been someone who wore a mask for many years, who was afraid of judgment from people, who didn't quite know who she was, who was always comparing um, herself to others, to be able to be authentic, and it is a daily choice to show up. You know, you can yeah. be like, something's going on with you and, you know, you fully well know that there's something happening. And somebody says, oh, how are you doing? And this is somebody that you could be vulnerable with. You decide to say, oh, yeah, I'm okay. That's you being inauthentic. How do you yeah. know that you saying, you know what, like I'm not okay right now, but I don't want to speak about it. How do you know that that wouldn't be the laying the foundation to give you an opportunity to have the conversation that could take you out of the scenario that you're in or the thought process that you're in or the, um, the, the decision that you're going to make, you know, which may not be the right decision for you. Um, and I feel like authenticity is very much a strong suit for most, for, for everybody but it's the one suit that we actually step away from because we're too f- afraid of the vulnerability aspect of it. Yeah, it's just again b- being brave, right, and um, believing in in your in your story, uh, irrespective of what someone's going to tell you or how people are going to perceive you. Yeah, you just yeah. got to go with your story and, and yeah. be brave in that. Totally. I mean, useful insight shared so far, Sherlyn. Thank you so much. My final question to you is, um, I guess from your experience how important is having a coach or a mentor to help you achieve greatness that we've just discussed? And again, I'd like you to talk from your own experience uh, and also from you, you know, being a, a mentor and a coach onto others. Mm-hmm. From my own personal experience, I can, I can honestly put my hand on my heart and say that I wouldn't be where I am today had I not had a coach and a mentor. Right. Because the purpose of the coach and the mentor is to support as you're walking through. The mentor has said, I've been on this road before. This is what it looks like. And actually, there's a pothole up the road, about two about two meters up the road. Like If you go into the left lane, like you'll actually be okay. And not be on the right one. And, and you're dropping in, spraining your ankle in the pothole. You know, so so for me... I would say from my own personal experience. And, and and the other thing as well is that coaches and mentors have insight and they have frameworks that you may not have access to just because you haven't got to that place in, in education yet in that in the personal development arena. So there's things that you may say or things that you may do that they can say, oh, this is what's going on here. This is actually a codependent trait. And based on that codependent trait, like you actually need to look at family systems and love systems, because when you understand that this was actually a toxic environment that is making you now make these choices in your relationships or the, or, or the corporate environment, you realize that, yeah. oh, okay, that's what's underpinning here. I just need to adjust this bit here. So, and sometimes we just wouldn't know that unless we had a coach who was educated in that way. 
So um, that's from personal experience and from working with people, I would say, you know, I've seen transformation. For me, I'm so big on that. You know, when I'm seeing people who have come to me, speaking to me about like, you know, I've had porn addiction for, you know, 30, you know, um, sorry, not 30, for like 15 years, this has been yeah. for me. And then we've yeah. gone and we've looked at root causes and then out of that, they're seeing like, oh, okay, well, I haven't watched porn for 70 days. Mm-hmm. Right. That's mm-hmm. and, and, and I've seen transformation in people's behaviors and how that has then impacted not just their personal lives, but also their professional lives. So, you know, I think it's absolutely critical that we have a coach and a mentor, at least one or the other. Now, this is just real stuff. Um, and I think we're going to end it right there because we, we can keep talking. There's so many different, you know, angles that I can take this conversation. And I yeah. know Rosalind wanted to kind of go in a different direction, but I, we, we wanted to just stay on track um, <laughs> for the interest of our listeners. Yeah. But we'll absolutely will bring you back, um, you know, to talk about the emotional piece because sure. some of the things you talked about, I'd have loved for you to kind of explore it in, 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 in more depth but it's obviously time permitting, but we're going to say thank you so much uh, for all these insights. And um, I guess in terms of, of our listeners connecting with yourself, I know I gave some socials at the the beginning. Are there any other channels that you'd like to share? I mean, we're going to have it all in our show notes, but are there any other channels? No, I mean, to, to be honest, I'm very, you know, you can, you can jump onto, um, uh, onto Instagram and I'm just very much I'm in the stories mostly so even if you see that the timeline is not active the stories is where it's at um, yeah. and there is a link there in the bio that takes people if you wanted to just have a 10 minute conversation with me you could do that you know com- completely complimentary um, Amazing. I think that's the that's the main, main touch point people can reach me in real time there just jump onto my schedule um, really awesome. if they want to have a chat excellent Great. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Charlene. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped. Yeah, thank you. It's a wrap. Thank you very much. For all the links to the resources discussed on this episode, click the details link next to the podcast. For any questions or topics you'd like to discuss, mentoring and coaching requirements, kindly drop us an email. Support at cm-unwrapped.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember inch by inch you form a stitch and 1% improvement daily can help you become 37 times better in a year. That's absolutely staggering. Let's go get this guys.